This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Today on my show, I would like to speak about how cynicism has crept into our lives. And in a powerful fashion, much of this is being reflected through the visual means of television, journalism, and film. So my question today is, how much is too much? Well, I also have with me filmmaker and actor Matt Mickelson and my partner in crime here at WGCH, Bob Small. But first, I want to set the stage here with a piece I have taken from The Atlantic by journalist Megan Garber. The title of the piece was American Cynicism Has Reached a Breaking Point. She cites artistic culture as being in as much peril as our political scene. So from that article, I am reading from her opening where she cites Tucker Carlson as the salesman of the cynical. Carlson's anti-investigations, like so much of what happens on Carlson's show every day, was funny right up until it was frightening. Carlson has attempted a rebranding of disinformation itself, freelance thinking, he called it. Reality is not Carlson's project. Destabilizing it is. In truth, Carlson is only selling cynicism, and America at this point is saturated in it. Cynicism, that alleged defense against duplicity, can have the upside-down effect of making the cynic particularly vulnerable to manipulation. Those were the cautionary words of writer Megan Garber in The Atlantic. Delving into the cultural aspects of television and film, she goes on to say even though a dark cynicism is reflected in many productions, shows like The Great British Baking Show and Ted Lasso are trying to teach us to trust one another again. So, Matt and Bob, let's speak about our thoughts on the dark side of the matter in visual culture and the toll it may be taking on us as the viewer. But first, I want all of my listeners to remember how much the entertainment industry means to the people here in this room right now for this show. Well, Matt, do you have any words after that opening? Uh, well, we seem to be on a very happy uptick this morning. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's a happy time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, as, as gloomy as these things are, they still do need to be talked about. You know, they, right. they are definitely uh, on the lips of many people and, and a lot of our concerns that, that, that a lot of people just aren't voicing. Yeah. Myself included. Like, for instance... Oh, well, you know what? I mean, the thing that kind of sent me down the rabbit hole um, was watching a a bevy of, you know, a lot of the new things that are coming out, like Squid Game, John Wick, and all those kind of things, and just not being able to get over the the ridiculous murder porn aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just... Like in Squid Game, they had this murder scene that was, you know, killing all these people that were that had to be a good 10 minutes long. It could have been done in two minutes, but they just kept going with it. And I turned it off. You know, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch a bunch of people getting tortured that are totally innocent. And, you know, and and I've, I've been kind of thinking in the back of my mind that, you know what, if 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 you are gearing towards an authoritarian uh, government or you want to live in that kind of world, maybe watch Men at High Castle 
or something like that uh, so you could see what living in that is actually like. Or maybe watch, you know, uh, uh, an Auschwitz-type movie like Schindler's List to see how fun that is. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, luckily most of our violence is, is entertainment, but, but um, that, that kind of like kind of just freaks me out that, that, that people are, are comfortable with it. It's not only comfortable. I think people are becoming almost obsessed with it because I think, I feel, that they are looking for a stinger kind of to remind them that they're alive right now. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through so much with COVID. And I think especially for young people, you know, it got to the point with horror movies that uh, the the worse the violence. I mean, the real Mm -hmm. gore, the violence you know, they knew they were alive and awake, whereas people like me can barely stand to watch it anymore. I haven't been as desensitized as, as a lot of young people. And and getting back to Squid Game, I find it emotionally punishing that a point, to the point of me feeling bereft of humanity. And, and that is when I start to worry, when I start to watch something. I had the same feeling in The Hunger Games. I was mm-hmm. never comfortable. Yeah. And it, the acting, fantastic. The direction, wonderful. I get the idea, but why, if we're kind of live going towards that scenario right now, why do we have to exist in that every day? And is it, is it going to keep us stable? Yeah, but also you look at it as a story and you're watching this show and it's kind of like, how can you idiots live this way? But then, you know, you have to realize you're watching a made-up, you know, uh, uh, story. But... Unfortunately, the, they're reflections of things that have actually happened in the real world and that are happening. And you have right. to then look at that again and say, how can you idiots live this way? Um, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of it is, is uh, people get sucked into a cult of personality or uh, they have so many poor people in their populace that they treat them like criminals and they just kind of hang on to all the money that they have amassed and, and – you know, let them eat cake sort of an attitude. Um, and unfor- and I call that kind of third world thinking. You, yeah, you right. don't understand why the populace right. is mad at you, yet you're stealing all their money. You know? <laughs> but, but the whole idea with Squid Game is the, the billionaires who have it and, and then the poor mm-hmm. people who don't. And, and, and this is entertainment for them. But we're starting to see that here yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to tell you guys, I was really wigged about – Oh, maybe 18 months ago when people were starting to talk about nothing being on the shelves in the grocery stores. Now, I've lived in England where there were times, you know, during the war and post-war where there was nothing on the shelves, right? Literally nothing. And here we were coming through COVID already fearful. There's nothing. There's some uh, foods that, you know, we can't find that are essential just for us to survive. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we, we've gone to a new level. We've, we've, we're touching that kind of third world country idea, which I, I don't want to go there. Oh, there's all. a few stores out there that feel so third world. You're kind of warehoused in a in a line and expected to stand still, and, and there are security guards everywhere, and 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 it just it, it's scary because you're like I've seen this in some Orwellian movies, and it does not feel good. Yeah, and here I sit. <laughs> you know, yeah, hoping not to get found out as I try to get out of the place with my groceries in my life. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Bob, have you got any feelings about this subject today that you'd like to bring up? Only that I think I've been allowed myself to become a little bit numb to it. I Because I'm, a lot of what you said I have not paid that close attention to. 
as a possibility for mm-hmm. where we were heading. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I hear you describing things that are happening in other countries, and I'm thinking we're resilient enough to, to, not nope. that not to happen here. But I think maybe. That's a little Pollyanna-ish. Yeah. yeah, I do too at this point. I think that, and uh, Matt speaks about the man in the high castle. I cannot watch that show. I'm forcing myself to watch it. I, I, I really can't. I just can't go there. That was a possibility. We could have ended up being, you know, ruled by, by the Germans, and yeah. the UK would have been gone. I mean, and it would have been a completely different world. Mm-hmm. When I saw on National Holocaust Day, just was it last week, mm-hmm. 10 days ago, when the swastikas were painted outside of Union Station? Ugh. That, to me, is really alarming. Now, I'm, I'm veering off the point here a little bit, you know, but I'm trying to get it around to the fact that we are affected by, by popular culture. For us to look at swastikas painted on the, uh, the train station and think, oh, well, it's just graffiti. Well, oh, well... You know, they they told the Jewish population in in Germany that they were just going to be taken away for a holiday, and they they were not. Yeah, that's why I make it a, a slight macabre joke sometimes. That sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, the past few years that were existing in 1936, you know, Nazi Germany, where some families were like, hey, it's getting weird. Maybe we should go. Maybe, Maybe we should we go to should America. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not feeling safe. And then her uncle would be like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. What are you worried about? It'll be fine. And then you know. Off to the uh, concentration camp you go. Well, I think there's a message in the cynical nature to things. Like, uh, for instance, Succession. Either of you watched Succession? No. I've watched some parts of it and just didn't want to watch a bunch of rich people being mean to everybody. Exactly. (laughs) And the worst part about it is that it's that typical, they hate each other, they're filthy rich, they all want power. And really at the base of it all, it's just kind of banal. Yeah. I would have got off more on watching Dynasty, you know, back in the 70s, where there was a lot more color and a lot more hairspray going on in the women, you know. and But it, it's just a, a really dour message of greed is, is good again. I mean, it's... Yeah, well, that, that was... That, that kind of goes back... Because what we're talking about here has developed over 30 years. You know, back in the, the 80s, you had all these uber-violent movies like uh, RoboCop... Um, and and Pulp Fiction in the early 90s, you know, that kind of made violence cool, you know. And also there was the whole aspect in RoboCop where the violence was almost a game. And mm-hmm. when they the, the machine guns this guy down in the boardroom when they're testing out a product, you know, the other businessmen are like, oh, well, it's life in the big city. You know, this funny little quip. And they just saw their friend get gunned down with a 50 caliber machine gun and they think it's cute you know and 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 that that permeated in the 80s and if you remember in the 80s is when the whole me 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 money 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 thing started mm-hmm. uh in the 1980s yeah. and mm-hmm. the whole wall street thing mm-hmm. and everyone going crazy with the cheese whiz there um which it's kind of causing you know our our economic disparity now um but also those movies how they they influenced you know the people's you know, inability to to be more empathetic, you know, because we've criminalized right. being poor or being addicted to a drug or something like that um, instead of, you know, making it a medical issue. Um, and we're, we're much more comfortable to, to walk over us starving homeless person than we are to shell them out 20 bucks. You know, you just said something so interesting because Keanu Reeves recently came out and said I d- he didn't want to live in a culture where kindness was considered to be a weakness. 
Yeah. And that was so important to hear from him. He's such a, a huge cultural you know, icon, really. Yeah. And he dares to come out and, and you know, speak about kindness. And we know his generosity with, with the people he works with on, on films, etc. And, that, and that's, that's kind of, unfortunately, that's been in our history. I mean, that, that's kind of how the Romans treated each other. That's how, when they trained kids to be Roman soldiers, you know, they, they like beat the crap out of them. And, they, and being kind was a, an extreme weakness. And they slaughtered people like crazy. And then you had the Crusades, which was a little bit more than a Pope publicity stunt, um, where they just slaughtered anyone with a slight tan, you know, to, oh, we're, we believe in Jesus, <laughs> and, and chop, chop, chop. Um, and, uh, the, you know, they had to figure out that was bad advertising after a little while. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it, it, this is not a new thing, you know, and also this is reflected in, in a show called Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO right, right now, directed by Ridley Scott, the Philip K. D- Dick thing, you know, and Ridley Scott all oh, comes okay. back together, Blade Runner. You know, with this dystopian society, and the, the, it's about these uh, the, the atheists and this other religious cult have basically destroyed the planet, and the religious cult people dress like crusaders. Their their, their outfits look like crusader outfits, and uh, the robots have taken uh, some babies to another planet so they could raise them there, away from you know the the thing that destroyed the other planet, and and then. They escape the the religious sect escapes on an ark and then comes to the same planet and tries to kill the robots and take the kids you mm-hmm. know and say they have to be raised in our religious sect and mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. and the, you just reminded me because of the you know uh he the religious guy is trying to teach his boy you know you you weakness you know being kind is a weakness, and you can't do that anymore. You know, you have to be brutal. And the, the the twist there is that the guy is an atheist, actually, and he took over the persona of the religious guy to escape. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah. he's so become friendly with his, what, the other guy's What do son. you think the motivation is to make this movie? I don't know. Just it's an interesting story. And because, and, you know, all of our stories are I'm just studies in humanity. Many of these uh, movies and TV shows we've seen have been an effort on the part of the one who wanted it made yeah. to to wake us up to say, hey, look, don't you see that this is where we're heading? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yet I, it I also agree. helps desensitize us to that heading. Yeah, like isn't this hilarious? You know, Dr. Strangelove. We're all going to kill ourselves with the bomb. And and more recently, the thing with Leonardo DiCaprio, don't look up. We're, we're all yeah. going to die if we don't do something smart here. And they're like, yeah. we, we're good. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's the message, <laughs> wake, yeah. wake up. But yet, if we're being manipulated in ways, like I talked about, you know, um, uh, Tucker Carlson in the beginning, where he's giving out fake news like it's candy and then looking into the camera, he's he's got the weak-minded really, really... But he's just encouraging being a bully, you know, and encouraging, you know, being a... What's the word can I, I, that can I say on the air with not being responsible for your actions or how you treat people, you know? Okay, but beyond that, if you're giving out fake news, 
Yeah. And undermining people by by letting forcing them to believe that it is real And the people watching news. think it's real news, yeah. Yeah. Then we are all in this fear-based society where we don't know what to believe anymore. And after a while, if we be- further become desensitized, we're not going to have anything to hang on to anymore. Yeah. We will look at the bare, bare shelf in the grocery store as, oh, well, that's the norm. And let me remind you that people in North Korea and certain parts of the world living under dictatorships, you know, they, they, they live that way every day. Yeah. We have never had this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the confusion that, w- that was um, literally, forgive me, trumped up by, by our president and um, literally using that kind of cynicism. Oh, well, you know, there's no COVID. There's not, none of this. You know, it, it perpetuated to the, this uh, pandemic to a point where we are in a state of chaos now trying to yeah. come out of it. Because we don't know who to believe, right? Oh, yeah. But, but I think that kind of cynicism is used as a strategy. And that's what worries me when I watch things like Succession, mm-hmm. where everybody hates each other and there's, there's no sense of any kind of value, but yet we're all glued to it because we want to watch rich people. It's the same thing with... No, we want real- to watch rich people screw up. I don't know anymore, Matt. That was the whole thing behind Dallas. Okay, there, but it was almost cartoon-like. Yeah, it was a you lot You know, more those cartoony. characters. Yeah. And we felt well, safer not then. Not at the time, though. Yeah, I get You might have something there. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow we, it was such a, um, a, a well-defined bad guy that we could see beyond that. And now some of the bad guys aren't so well-defined. Yeah. Every time I watch Billions... I'm aware of that, painfully. Mm. Is there anybody to like in this series? Yeah. No, I've stopped watching it. It's just passed on. It's just the same story rehashed over and over and over yeah. again. It's like Law and Order. But but the yeah. strategy, like, like Squid Game, really worries me. Because a, a lot of, I think a lot of young people look at that and they're, I don't know, are they delighting in the blood? And the, the, seeing people run away, uh, you know, trying not to be killed. Yeah. I mean, where's the heroism here? Yeah. And somehow I'm still waiting for that. And, you know, it's interesting. I'll invite everybody out there to watch The Tragedy of Macbeth that was just um, put out mm-hmm. uh, with the wonderful Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and the Coens, right? Oh, Joel mm-hmm. Cohen. What a film. What a, what a shocking film for right now. Because if we have any delusions about taking power and we think we're not going to be haunted, that that's the story. The Bard, Shakespeare, he did it for us. You know, there is a, a payback. We, we will suffer in some way. But yet we watch a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City and, and watch all the crazy, the... The lack of integrity anymore. Yeah, well, I mean that 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 that's kind of where we've gotten. Where we don't take our leaders seriously, we don't take authority seriously, we don't take, right. you know, and the, and that his his like our our trust in in the police has disintegrated. Our trust in you know all of our institutions right. and the things that make right. us safe, basically. Um, you know, are, are being whittled away. So we're, you know, separated and we're scared. So then we're easy to manipulate. So my question to you guys right now is all of the weird that's coming in. You know, I watch Goliath. All the characters are just bizarre. Macabre. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm binge watching Dexter. <laughs> I'm binge watching Dexter and I feel it's tame. First of all, because it's so old. I'm afraid and- to go to Miami. <laughs> And also, but also because Dexter is actually trying to integrate into society, yeah. mm-hmm. which is, I find really interesting. Well, we interesting. want him to win. We don't want him to get caught. 
Yeah, because he's one of the good ones, and that, that messes caught. with our head. Because because we we want to see what he does but next. You know what? <laughs> In succession, I don't care about anybody. No, anymore. we're waiting for their plane to crash, and I don't you know? <laughs> I don't want to tune in. <laughs> but yet, series like Goliath, where Billy Bob Thornton is, is a washed up attorney taking on big business, mm-hmm. trying to take it down, I think is is apt for the time. And I don't I don't feel manipulated anymore. I feel like Sandy Kim cheering. <laughs> uh, totally, you know. But I just don't. I don't understand how we're going to suffer from the extremes of what we're seeing. Yeah, but also the, you know, the thing that that, that just kind of gives me pause is we're we're getting a bevy of uber violence, uh, you know, on our uh, TV shows, which are now films basically. Like they're they're cinema quality. Um, you know, like like Pennyworth and Kingsman and, you know, John Wick. Now we got in The Boys. These are all, you know, based on comic yeah, books boys, and comic yeah. books are uber, yeah. uber violent, you mm-hmm. know, because they're they're comic books. But you that's know, I defined. Mean, they're harmless, we, but on screen it's, it's like, whoa. But when you know? the boundary <laughs> is defined, this yeah. dystopian nature is okay somehow. Mm-hmm. It's just like watching The Roadrunner. <laughs> You know, and Wiley e. Coyote. We know that there is a certain boundary we we adhere to. Well, and to. we get that it just lives in the world that they reality. are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But some exactly. of this stuff comes off so so real. Like uh, mm-hmm. Pennyworth is uh, post World War II uh, Britain, mm-hmm. 1962, where it's like rock and roll starting to happen, and and our lead character is mm-hmm. really charismatic, doing his best Michael Caine, oh, yeah. which I love, by the way. But um, and and then they're sipping tea, watching a public execution on television. Vision, which yeah. never happened, yeah. um, to my knowledge. And and then it, instead of just hanging the people, they're chopping them into little bits on TV while everyone's like, oh, that's uh, jolly good. You know, <laughs> in other words, it, it kind of took me out of the show because these people aren't prim and proper and sophisticated and smooth James Bond style. They're a bunch of weird monkeys, you know. It, um, it is shocking. I have to say the English have that conscience about really keeping up and warning everybody. Th- this could be your future. And yeah. that's one thing I love about well, it. Well, that's why they do all those uh oh god, what's that what's that uh show about all the dystopian stuff how our electronics are going to kill us? Um I'm... Black Mirror. Oh, I don't you know. You know, every this. episode is your cell phone is coming to get you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> well, it sounds like these are all just variations on a horror movie. Well, yeah. They are. And uh, this they is all are. Twilight Zone. So if, if you're and, somebody who doesn't like horror, why are you watching any of these? Yeah. I but, mean, there's really some pe- there's a sect of people that really dig the horror stuff. They really get into how it was done and everything, and, and they they have a passion for it. And it doesn't ruin their life. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then let's talk about the other side of the coin. So Ted Lasso and Kind TV. I love the, the Ted Lasso. The, okay. Everybody and, loves Ted Lasso. So yeah. how important is, is this right now in huge. the face of everything? Huge, 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 huge. And it's not dorky. It no. is important. We have a balance, right? No, no. And the thing is, he uses his niceness to counterbalance those people that are, that are you know, uh, brutal. You know, like the mm-hmm. dark game with the billionaire and, and stuff like that. He totally put that guy in his place where that guy is used to serving people their lunch because mm-hmm. he can buy everyone lunch mm. um, or buy everyone's lunch. But uh, but using his, his niceness to overcome people that are usually pretty treacherous and how they deal with other people, um, whether 
And, you know, life is brutal, and we thought Ted Lasso was going to be, to be a little bit squeaky clean, and it's not. It's it's real. No, everyone's it's dealing real. with their own little demons. And it's interesting about this this great British baking show. I mean... Yeah, I don't understand that. The popularity of it is because people form relationships on this show. And you're seeing it played out in a kitchen. You know, it's it's about baking this thing which is considered to be good. Mm. Uh, you know, th- this home and hearth feel. We don't have enough of this, guys. I mean, we really don't. So is this a reality show or is this Oh, yeah. A, mm-hmm. a and very, very, very popular. Very popular. I've heard it a lot, but I've never watched it because I'm not interested in learning how to bake anything. So I think that's not I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll eat it. Certainly. <laughs> and I know, I know tough guys who are out there watching football and, and you know, uh, the truck shows. They're going to this show and loving every oh, really? minute mm. of it. It's extraordinary to me. But what else is there that, that's uplifting us in that way? I mean, well, I, I love all of the shows about renovating houses. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what that Talk is about, about growth. It. I think That's it's just it. a man thing that we want to build stuff, skilled be. or not. No, <laughs> I love it too, Matt. I just – and we have our Formula One. Oh, we can still drive cars and race and – yeah. and uh, It's uh, going to get a lot quieter with all the allergic stuff. And there he goes. And what, what are you watching right what? now, Matt, that you're loving? Well, I, I like I said, I just finished Pennyworth, and uh, I'm trying to hang on to Book of Boba Fett and, um, you know, eagerly waiting Kenobi. Um, yeah. I think, oh, in the Gilded um, in April Age. Or, or, oh, yeah. Gilded it's Downton Abbey with mean American people. That's yeah. right. It doesn't <laughs> well, quite. Right, 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 writer is. is oh, it's the, the same writer. writer. Yeah. yeah. yeah Who's not a woman, by the way. Julian, Julian Fellows. Fellows. Oh, I know. Yeah. Matter of fact, he did a fair amount of the acting in. Which piece? Which one was it? I can't well, there remember. was an English show I was watching for quite a while. Faulty yeah. Towers or something like that? No, no, no. It wasn't that far <laughs> That's back. the only one I know. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that old. <laughs> Faulty Towers and Benny Hill, that was it. But, uh, but, oh, but, I remember now which one. It, it was a show all about the Scottish uh, uh, castle. And everybody that lived there and, and visited there, and it lasted for decades. No, and, not uh, upstairs, downstairs. No, no. The sc- Scottish. Okay. The, okay. This, upstairs, the, downstairs. I missed No. <laughs> My God, I miss. But he was one of the regular characters on that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that's very cool. But oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm dying to hear what everybody's watching. I just want to say to everybody out there listening, you know, if if you're starting to feel really confused, if you're starting to feel really depressed after you watch some television and film, really reconsider what you're watching and what it's trying to say. I think we should all ha- take a responsibility for this right now. The best way for us to go forward is to stay positive, like Jason Sudeikis has done with Ted Lasso, which really shows the whole human condition, yeah, and gives us options. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like a lot of the dystopian things, like the thing with the, uh, the robots raised by wolves, you know, when the robots are being more human than the humans, we got a problem. Yeah, they told us that in that funny film that that James Cameron made a long time ago. (laughs) The Terminator? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Well, we got to be cautious. The the one that um, Tom Hanks did for Apple TV. Oh, I haven't seen it. What was it called? French or Fetch or something like that? Yeah, something like that. There's a robot on that that I would say really does act more human than than the humans. Well, hopefully when we can get that sentience really, like, really, you know, established and safe, I'll feel good. <laughs> yeah, if we could just stop being greedy, homicidal nut jobs, we'll be fine. <laughs> but in the meantime, 
I just want to thank my guests, Matt Mickelson. It's always a joy. Well, thanks it's for always having real. Me on, having me on this happy occasion. <laughs> <laughs> we we ended up being happy, Bob Small. Thanks so much for your input. I think this has been a great show, and I want to tell everybody out there. Most of all, stay safe. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. <laughs>